1: And the goal that we have is to provide our listeners the real facts, the real stats, and some really good information about our local market. Uh, You wouldn't go into a football game without a well-prepared game plan. Well, real estate's no different. We will provide you with information that will help you make those well-prepared game plans so that you'll be a winner in the real estate market. So I want to start off this week with some local... Statistics. This comes from Fresno County, and you know, because we, we're all hearing news reports. Some of them are from back east, some are from Texas, and even from New Zealand. Well, what's going on here? That's what matters the most. Well, this Thursday, I gave a presentation to the Appraisal Institute of Northern California, and and the big question is, where's our market going? Is it in a free fall or or what's happening well here's some really interesting stats that i pulled and what's interesting is i didn't go into this at the appraisal institute with a conclusion to try to persuade them with was more of a here's the facts you draw your own conclusion Uh, afterwards i had a couple of the appraisers that called me and said thank you that was kind of calming to know that we're more stable than what we may think so here are the numbers that come directly from our Fresno Multiple Listing Service. First of all, we were off to a hot start. January and February solds. Uh, in 2019, uh, it was 1,030. This year, it jumped to 1,122. So we were off to a great start. Then the pandemic hit, and our first quarter is down from the previous um, from the previous quarter excuse me no it's not down it's up slightly from 1734 to 1782 but don't forget march wasn't all that it was intending to be but here's the really interesting thing i i said okay what is the part of the market that was impacted by the the coronavirus and the shelter in place so I went to March 15th through April 15th um, for solds. And remember, solds lag. So you might say, well, hey, today's May 9th. Why are you doing April 15th? Well, it takes time to, to get everything recorded. And that's why I, um, I, I wouldn't even give April st- statistics yet for the entire month because it's not all logged in yet. But here's the interesting thing. In the last three years, The number of solds has dropped each year. In 2018, it was 829. It dropped to 756. And then the number of solds for the first quarter dropped to 607. So I'm going to say that's a significant drop. But look what happened to the average sales price. In 2018, it was 294. Then it rose to 305. And this year, 322. $322,000 322000 for an average sales price. That's really interesting and it shows that it's, there's more than one factor. So um, why is it that real estate prices would still be stable and, and with a slight, slight increase when you have so much going on? Well, there's other factors. The big one is supply and demand. People still want homes. They still need homes. Um, in fact, we're at a, in a stay-at-home order. So, uh, you know, the key word there is home. Um, and if you had to stay somewhere, isn't that where you want to stay? Um, okay. And then the other key factor is that interest rates are lower, which increases the demand. More people are able to buy. Um In fact, with interest rates in the mid to low threes, I'm going to tell you, it's a lot cheaper to to buy a home than it is to to own one. So uh, that supply, it's a lot cheaper to buy one than it is to rent one. That's what I meant to say. Sorry. So there you go. Um, There is another interesting stat that I want to throw out there if I can find it, and that is, here we go, um, on supply. Five years ago, we were Fresno County was up around 2,200 available listings. Now, we're more in the 1,200 range. So you could see there is a lot, there's fewer homes uh, on the market, so that's causing that uh, supply to shrink. One more stat before we go to our illustrious guest, and I'll let you know who that is in just a minute. But here's, here's a stat. So since this pandemic started and I was staying at home so much, I had time to do these extra things. So instead of keeping stats on a uh, monthly basis, I went to a daily basis. And in our MLS, we have a thing called the 24-hour market watch. So I thought, well, solds are not a good indicator because maybe some of those solds happened in February. Uh, You know, they went into escrow in February and didn't close till April. So I didn't pay too much attention to solds, but new listings and pendings were really important. So here's some stats I gave to the uh, appraisers that they thought was really told, told a story. If you go um, to the, the week of March 23rd through the 27th, so that's a Monday through Friday, which are the reporting days for our MLS. Uh, offices generally don't report on Sundays or Saturdays. But uh, if you add up the, t- the daily totals, there were 241 new listings, even though we were in shelter in place. 241. This past week that just ended last night, 275. So actually more new homes are listed. Let's go to pendings. Those are, and that's something that maybe the offer was made two or three days ago and it went into escrow yesterday. So to me, that's a good indicator of what's happening right now. That last week of March, 205 pendings and this week 307 that's a 33 percent rise so activity is out there somebody might say ah there's a lot of homes being pulled off the market well that last week of march 120 homes were pulled off the market compared to this past week only 46. so i think people are the market is adapting and becoming resilient. Well thank you for listening to those quick stats. Um, now I want to go to our guest and that is Matthew Grundy, the executive director of Habitat for Humanity. How are you Matthew? Good morning Don, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. All right, thank you. Did I uh, twirl your mind with all those numbers?
0: Oh not at all. You know I, I think More importantly, uh, the symptom that you shared is is right on, and so I'm excited about what you just shared and looking forward to this chat over these next minutes.
1: Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah, the point of all those numbers is to show you that our market, homes are still stable. People need homes, and that's actually where Habitat for Humanity comes in. Can you tell us a little bit of what is Habitat for Humanity, and what do you do?
0: Yeah, thanks so much for the question. Yeah, I think what you said there is key. Homes is central uh, to essentially habitat. and What habitat does, and so for those of you who are tuning in today, welcome. And uh, I'm sure many of you may have known of Habitat or partnered with Habitat somewhere in the past. But uh, we're household name. I think Habitat synonymous really with the, uh, folks realizing the American dream. And so uh, since 1976. Habitat, as a not for profit organization, has uh, become the world's largest private builder of affordable housing in the world, um, having helped over 13 million uh, families realize the American dream globally. Um, and what that has included is our being affixed to a mission where we put God's love in action by bringing people together to build homes, communities, and hope. What do we do? We help families buy and build uh, their first home uh, affordably. And we help those who live in existing homes who perhaps need a little TLC uh, improve those homes to extend the livability. And uh, we do all that with community for community um, together. So we're all in this together, Don.
1: You say all together. Um, is What kind of partners do you have in this?
0: Oh, my goodness. We have... Partners, I mean, you'd you'd be shocked. We have folks that are individual institutions, uh, organizations, uh, businesses, just like the realtors, uh, folks that, you know, believe that everyone deserves a decent place to call home, which is our vision statement. Um, We have, uh, you know, folks that are well-to-do and folks that aren't that just believe that shelter is important for everyone. So, you, you know, I, I'll, I'll tell you, one of the recent uh, – we recently just had a group of local inmates, believe it or not, take up uh, some dollars to send to Habitat to donate um, to, to really help those who are outside of the jail walls to realize their own home. Uh, you wouldn't You wouldn't imagine some of the folks we have as partners. It's anyone and everyone you can imagine.
1: So, some inmates, current inmates, got together and pitched in money to help.
0: Yeah, it's every day it's just it's amazing to see the generosity of folks. and yeah, we we see uh, doctors, lawyers, teachers, uh, stay at home uh, moms and dads, uh, and even inmates giving <laughs> to, to the cause of uh, helping folks have a decent place to call home.
1: That, that's really touching. And I know the, f- the first time I heard of f- Habitat for Humanity was probably about 17 or 18 years ago. The Fresno Association of Realtors got involved in a build. And um, we all pitched in some money. We got some extra money from the California Association of Realtors Housing Affordability Fund. And we helped a family build a home. And that yeah, was really oh, a... Man. That, that still touches my heart.
0: Yeah. I mean, and thanks for mentioning that. I mean, the uh, the Fresno Association of Realtors and all across the valley have, have, Realtors just been such a part because we have similar and shared DNA. Um, we're all about helping families get into their own home affordably. Habitat just happens to really focus on families that are at 30 to 80% of area median income. Um, uh, that's really our our target uh, low to moderate income which for many of us uh we fall into that range you'd be surprised how many folks or their children are moderate income makers as as uh you know the cost of living continues to increase in our great state of california and so uh you'd be surprised with who are recipients of and partners of habitat homes Mm -hmm.
1: very interesting we're going to go to our first commercial break but when we get back i have a lot more questions for you on the buying and building and you mentioned about some homes needing tlc so i want to find out how we help help in that so stay tuned to welcome home radio 940 espn Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio, this is Don Scordino, your host, and we have Matthew Grundy on the line with us from the Habitat for Humanity, a nonprofit organization that is helping people become homeowners, helping people stay homeowners, and helping people just find affordable housing. So first of all, thank you, Matthew, for um, coming on today and sharing your experiences, and I want to dive into it a little bit more. What is it, or how do you go about helping somebody build their own home?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, again, thanks, Don, for having me. You did such a great job, and, you know, I just want to speak on behalf of the entire community as a community benefit organization say thanks for what you do right here at Welcome Home Radio. Uh, Thank you. To answer your question, um, you know, Habitat, again, since 1976, Uh, has become the world's largest private builder. But right here locally in our own backyard, Habitat Greater Fresno Area has been here since 1985. And during that time, uh, we've helped over a 1,000 families here locally either buy or maintain or improve their existing home um, or buy their first home. And as a part of that, uh, Habitat uh, asked folks to put in some little sweat equity, um, into their property. So there's a few criteria for a someone listening in. If you're listening in right now, you say, hey, I may know someone who can qualify or I may be able to be interested in applying for a Habitat home. Um, there's a couple of criteria. One, you have to demonstrate need. Need is measured by living, currently living in substandard housing. Uh, substandard is subjective. It could be anything from uh, you're living in a situation where there's health or safety or code violations or overcrowding or uh, maybe gang activity in the area. Any of those things, uh, can qualify or, or be deemed as substandard. The next criteria is you have to have the ability to repay an affordable loan. So one of the things Habitat, a misnomer often out there, Don, is folks think Habitat gives homes away. Uh, no, not at all. In fact, uh, borrowers must buy their home at price value. Um, and so they have to have the ability to repay that loan, uh, The neat thing about Habitat Home Ownership, though, and qualifying for loans, we have this wonderful partnership uh, uh, with Noble Credit Union, actually. If you're listening in and uh, you're not already a Noble member, I have to put it in the shameless plug because Noble's been a great partner with Habitat. And what they're doing is we provide below-market-rate interest loans um, to qualified buyers. And then the last criteria is uh, they have to be willing to partner. And I led with that. I mentioned sweat equity. Folks have to actually put in $500 of work on their home and a neighbor's home to uh, meet meet that qualification. And as such, they receive $15, up to $15,000 in down payment assistance on their home. So in summary, uh, all it is is folks have to demonstrate need, have the ability to repay, and be willing to partner by putting in some sweat equity, and they can qualify for Habitat Home
1: Ownership. In five hundred hours, that's not a token amount. I mean that—that's actually working.
0: No, that's oh, that's that's a little bit of sweat, and a little bit of blood, perhaps. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, I know the blood. Well, the first time I helped out, uh, yeah, I cut myself. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's yeah. why I'm in real estate and not in construction.
0: <laughs> oh well, you know the good news, and for those who are listening, I know right now, you know, in light of the COVID. A pandemic our volunteer program has been largely has been suspended um, but when we get back up and running uh, for volunteers we, we in fact invite folks throughout all the community we actually prefer folks with no experience to come out And it's really a great time we really have a fun time out there but to your point don uh when it's no token amount that folks are giving in building their own home and a neighbor's home building good old-fashioned community and i'll tell you as a result of that when folks uh, have put that work in, they have a little bit more pride and ownership. And I can tell you, while we've lent exclusively to borrowers at the 30 to 80% of area median income over these last decades, we've only had one borrower default since 1985. And that speaks to really uh, the, the importance of this program and, and folks having really pride in what they've built.
1: Let's put that number in perspective. So one one buyer has defaulted, and I think people would tend to focus on that. But let's fo- how many did not? But is there a, do you yeah. have a number out there of how many?
0: Yeah, yeah. There, our percentage is actually less. It's 005 percent mm-hmm. uh, of all homes that we've built.
1: And I think the national average. During good times and bad times, for defaults is three percent. So you're well, well under that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and again, when we when we when we recognize that, Don, these are folks that can't typically get a traditional loan um, through local lender. They are folks who make less, um, perhaps in the average, but have demonstrated good stewardship. Of their dollars, so we don't believe in in, in uh, handouts at Habitat. We believe in hand ups, and that's why we typically appeal to all parts of the community, both sides of the aisle. It doesn't matter where you stand. Uh, Habitat's a good place to partner.
1: So, I at this point, I'd like to ask our listeners for a little interactive activity here. If you could, for our listeners, if you could think about your home, whether the one you're living in um or or maybe your family home that you grew up in and it could be owning it or renting it think about something you did to that home that makes you proud and that is the pride of home ownership that's the thing that keeps us our community stable um you know that feeling of yeah that's my home um I still remember a lot of the projects my mother gave me when I was a teenager at our family home. Uh, And I'm proud of that place. And I think that is, that that occurred many decades ago um, is what drove me 10 years ago when this, 12 years ago when this show started, we were in a recession. A lot of people were starting to walk away from their homes because news reports said, the american dream is dead um you know uh, housing is in a crisis and uh it'll never be worth what it what you owe on it again well that's what started this show i think we calmed people down with some of the statistics but some of the facts but also the thing of remember why you bought your home you bought it to raise your family there it, it, I mean, some people bought it as an investment primarily, but most people bought it as a place to raise their family, a place to live, a place to call home. The investment came second, and that's what we have to remember.
0: How about yeah, you, Matthew? Don't. Can,
1: can you go back yes, to the home yes. you, you grew up in and think of something great?
0: Oh, I, I absolutely can't. Mostly good and challenging times. You know, you hit it right on the head there, Don. Um, I I was one that grew up in a great neighborhood, and, uh, but um, happened to be, unfortunately, probably one of the uh, least wealthy in that neighborhood, but great neighborhood. And, you know, life happens. Life happens to all of us. Some of you out there, you've been dealing with life uh, recently. Maybe it's COVID, or maybe it's just life in general, um, but... I, my family, my, my mom was diagnosed terminal when I, at a young age and uh, doctors gave her a year to live. And shortly thereafter, my dad was laid off uh, from his job just a few years before retirement. And so as you can imagine, you know, here's dad and, and family trying to keep mom going without insurance, good insurance. So we kind of went poor that way. And uh, we wound up uh, actually, as a result, losing everything. And, and uh, my junior and senior year, In high school, we were homeless. And, uh, you know, it's sometimes you don't know what you have until it's not there. We know that old cliche statement, but it's so true. And what I'll tell you is when I was fortunate enough by God's grace to make it out of that situation and buy my own first home, as Don encouraged the listeners to do so, remember that feeling of buying your first home if you have. Uh, It was extremely uh, satisfying. Uh, You feel really good. But not only that, it, it creates stability for children to learn, something that i lost those few years when I was jumping around. Uh, it, it, it leads uh, ultimately or helps preempt some of the health outcomes that that come as a result of not living in safe and decent shelter. It's uh, it, it ultimately, as Don mentioned, a secondary thing. It's the greatest way to create generational wealth. And so... That you know personally, and at habitat. We believe in housing for all. We know some folks want, uh, are in a place where they need to rent. Some folks are in a place where they need, they can buy. Uh, but we know that uh, buying your own and owning your home, there's something different about it. And so, yeah, Don, I can totally relate. And we know that's why we're committed to the cause of helping folks uh, realize safe and decent shelter.
1: Thank you uh, for those comments, and they are so true. And um, somehow or another, your parents instilled in you that you, you really should buy a home. Um, and I know my parents did that. And uh, we really, when I was a teenager, we really struggled, too. But I found stability because it's amazing how our neighbors, um, we were we were the poor ones on the block, too. But it, it was amazing how the neighbors, they, they loved my mom. You know, she she was kind of... and um, people would always come and talk to her and help her and I remember the neighbors helping me fix our lawnmower so I could mow our lawn Uh, you know giving me tips on uh, Don why don't you help your mom pull some weeds (laughs) yeah it it, it was that stability and, and direction that the neighbors gave is part of who I am today so I thank them
0: yeah and, and that's why, uh, for everyone listening, you know, there's a, uh, honestly, this is why our, your local realtor can actually be such a wonderful asset to your life. Uh, you know, in tough times, what I've found is that often there, there are heroes that go on some. And uh, yeah, I'll give you an example. Bankers often are the boogeyman. But let me tell you, in the midst of COVID and folks being able to release them being an administrator of a lot of stimulus money, those folks are heroes. It's the same with realtors. I'd say their heroes that are often unsung, uh, and, uh, and why, why we need you, because in the midst of crisis or at any point of your life, safe, decent home is always important, and the realtors help broker that. So mm-hmm. we applaud you.
1: Well, thank you. We are going to go to a commercial break right now, but when we get back, I want to get more into some of the other programs that you do besides building. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. Sitting some well, things will come and go, but love never
0: will. Oh, I'm, proud. I'm proud.
1: of the house we do. Well welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and on the line we have Matthew Grundy of Habitat for Humanity. And does that song not describe what you guys do?
0: oh that's so humbling yeah we're, we're thankful to be able to do the work we are with all of you that are listening
1: yeah um okay so you guys help people build homes buy homes um have you ever had a down payment assistance program or is that something you you're thinking of in the future or could we think of in the future
0: yeah good question i mean you know, at Habitat, um, folks that are qualifying for a, a to buy and build their home, they actually do as a part of the sweat equity receive down payment assistance. And so, um, yes, that is certainly a part of what we're doing. We're hoping to continue to expand the work, um, where one day, uh, hopefully, we are able to also administer down payment assistance uh, to local families. Um, and so, yes, 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 now and. Yes, we hope to expand that in the future.
1: Yeah, I would love to see it expanded. Here's my take from what I see on on the streets, from working with buyers and sellers. A lot of people would love to buy a home, and they would probably qualify. Um, I know some of my renters, uh, it, one of them I talked to the other day. He said, you know, we're going to be calling you uh, soon. We, we, we want to buy a place. Um, he said but we don't have the down payment yet Well, will tell you they've been every month five years they've been paying on time so I know they can afford it I know they're they're stable um, It's but it's that down payment um, and I know FHA is only a three and a half percent down payment so if you were to buy a $250,000 home um, you're going to need about $8,750 down and that's a little more than some people have so a down payment assistance program for something like that would would work and who knows maybe a really good partnership between the fresno association of realtors and habitat for humanity might help on that that uh, that uh, platform i I guess you're never going to say no to a partner are you Oh,
0: never. Uh, there's seats for every person at our table. And uh, and I'll tell you, yeah, we, we do believe in that housing continuum. You articulated it well there with the renter that's hoping to move on to ownership. Um, you know, we hope to be a key part, a central part of that continuum where folks, whether they're renting or buying, that they all find their place with what they can afford. I, I'll tell you, Don, you know, in recent times and with things, uh, you know, we knew pre-COVID, That, um, you know, affordable housing was becoming harder and harder to come by, particularly in the state of California, um, as prices have continued to increase. For those who were um, living in less than decent shelter, this shelter in place mandate has created altogether a different type of crisis, um, where if you lack safe and decent shelter, it's hard to shelter in place well. Um, And so one of the things we're trying to do is through down payment assistance and other supports that Habitat provides, um, help folks um, realize that safe and decent shelter, both through new home construction, but also through our home preservation programs. So I think that's worth mentioning as well.
1: Let's talk about that, um, home preservation, because I understand that soon uh, you guys want to start doing exterior home inspections again for potential Habitat support after shelter-in-place has expired. So what's what will that be about?
0: Yeah. Well, first I'll tell you, we're, we're very fortunate, Don, that um, uh, state and local governments have deemed Habitat's work essential. And so the good news is that we've been able to continue during this, this uh, shutdown period, we've been able to continue our work um, building new homes uh, safely uh while we've modified our program and and but we've also been able to continue our home preservation program just with some modifications so our home preservation program what we know is that uh one of the best ways to to invest and preserve the uh, real estate that we have in our local community is to make sure that we're spending time and investment in existing properties and instead of building from the ground up there are folks who have lived in homes for years and unfortunately those homes have over time need a little TLC. And so Habitat is committed to partnering with existing homeowners. Uh, if you're listening or knowing someone who may have a critical need in their home. Uh, that could be anything uh, from uh, roofing to siding to HVAC uh, to any sort of issue that your home might be dealing with. Habitat helps folks who um, again are low to moderate income improve their existing living conditions. And we're still doing that work. We're operating exclusively on the the exterior of homes right now. We're not going into homes because of the uh, COVID-related matters. But we're doing that work, and we're helping seniors. Um, We're focusing on helping veterans uh, that that may have accessibility issues, disabled vets. Uh, We do all sorts of work to preserve and invest in homes to extend the livability of those homes. And help folks um, age well there. So
1: mm-hmm. um, so you ta- you help with the, some of the major components. You mentioned HVAC. What about just yard care, um, uh, maybe taking bre- tree branches off the roof? Are, are those the kind of things that you can help people with?
0: Well, you know, I'm so glad you asked that question, Don. I mean, you know, Habitat's heart is to just build community. And so some time ago, we actually started a program called Acts of Kindness. And the Acts of Kindness programs aim at essentially just providing small acts of kindness to those in the community. We knock doors every week, twice a week, and say, hey, can we mow your lawn today? Can we wipe your windows today? Can we take your trash out today? We just love you. No strings attached. All minor improvements care uh, to a home. And we're doing that for some time. Naturally, with uh, with regard to COVID and the shutdown, that program was largely volunteer-driven. And because we cannot have volunteers um, at this time at our construction and, and at that program, we've had to modify that program. And I'll tell you how we've modified it. Right now, Habitat recently launched our uh, Home Essentials uh, delivery program. And what we're doing, Don, and for those of you who are listening, is Habitat is delivering curbside um household essential cleaning supplies to seniors and those who are sheltering in place that don't have the ability or haven't been able to get out of their homes as frequently as they would like. So we show up to your, to your door um, or to your curb, excuse me, with a drop-off of a, of a package of household cleaning supplies. And that's one way that we're being kind right now. I mean, I, I always believe there's never a bad time or an inopportunistic time to be kind. And so, while, to your point, we typically would be removing branches from lawns and doing those sort of things right now, we're actually delivering household supplies.
1: So how do you find the home? Let's say when things open up during normal times, how do you find the homes to help?
0: Yeah, well, during normal times and abnormal times, even now, uh, folks can go visit our website at habitatfresno.org, and oftentimes... Folks go under HabitatFresno.org. They click the button that says get involved, and all these things I've mentioned are there, and folks can put in very easily their interest um, in one of these programs. You can anonymously recommend a family to an act of kindness. Um, Those sort of things are all done through our website or by calling our office, and we still have folks taking calls right now in the midst of this pandemic um, at uh, 559-237-4102. That's 559 So online at HabitatFresno.org or at that number I mentioned, uh, we have folks often applying there. And then through community partners, if if you know or hear or see of anyone, we're always open to to take recommendations.
1: So that's how you can find the homes, and, and that's also how you find the volunteer help. Is that that's right?
0: right? And yes, and, and namely, I would say also worth mentioning are the donations. Um, Habitat gives a nonprofit. We do this as we opened up with through the generosity of all sorts of folks at each end of the spectrum. And uh, it's it's something that Habitat thrives on in, uh, in, in those donations.
1: Okay. So you didn't know this, um, but at our Fresno Association of Realtors, and I just happen to be the president of it this year, I've been looking for a project to help unify our um, our agents, our, um, our members, and, and give them something to be proud of in the community that they helped out during a um, a crisis. And this just might be it. And, and I, I didn't oh. know that as I was driving down here to the studio today. I didn't know that. But see, you impacted somebody already, Matthew. <laughs> oh.
0: <So, laughs> Well, that's very kind, but no, thank you. And and yes, we again we'd be proud and are always proud to partner um, with you, Don, and and the realtors and Realty Concepts and everyone. I mean, it's just so many partner good partnerships. So thank you for that. We can't wait to get with
1: you. Yeah, be, uh, because as I drive around town, uh, in, in my job, I, I happen to notice that there's always that one home on a block. Not always. Sometimes there's that one home on the block that is not as well kept, um, and it has a ripple effect in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. But once that's right, once that cleans up, uh, the lawn's mowed, the uh, lawn, the it's edged, and weeds are pulled, it it has a ripple effect too. I remember buying a home. Almost 20 years ago, it, and it, it was. I was gonna flip it, I was gonna just fix it up and flip it, but then I noticed. And it was right in the middle of seven really bad homes right in a row, <laughs> so it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I started fixing it up, I noticed the neighbors came out and they started fixing it up too. That's right. They, um, now that's a really nice block over in the tower district. Um and I still own the home. I never could sell it. I, I think I got too much pride in it. So,
0: Oh, my goodness. That's wonderful. And you're right. It's the, the, precisely the reason we started the Acts of Kindness program. Um, we have a, a former Fresno uh, PD detective that sits on our board, and he said, Matt, you know, one of the greatest deterrents to neighborhood crimes, you wouldn't believe it, is actually cut lawns. Mm-hmm. And when you think about that, Cut lawns, when people are out maintaining their lawn, they're building community, right? One of the silver linings in what we've seen with COVID and the shelter-in-place mandate, if you're like me, you've probably been around your, com- your community, and it's like the 50s. I mean, everyone's walking. You're meeting res- uh, neighbors you never knew you had. That's the way community is built. And to your point, when we cut lawns and when you provide minor beautif- uh, beautification projects or enhancements on your home, it has an absolute ripple effect in the community.
1: Hmm, and it does curb crime um it just mm-hmm. jeff foxworthy said it best <laughs> uh when, <laughs> in, in his comedy session he said you know when you go by that house and it's got the transmission hanging from the tree and the cars parked <laughs> on the lawn <laughs> i better not say what he said but <laughs> <laughs> oh i'll tell you that here's an experience i just had this week so I was talking to my insurance agent on one of my rentals, and I said, how come this one has almost doubled in, in two years? And I was prepared to hear the word that, well, with all the fires in California, all rates have gone up. They haven't doubled. It, it, but the, the comment was different. They said, well, when we drove by and took pictures, there's a car on the lawn. The weeds were there. I said, wait a minute. That person's no longer there. So, we're going to rewrite it. But see, the insurance company saw that as future liability. So, uh, right,
0: right, right. Well, no, it's a great point. Great point. And a perfect actual uh, uh, segue to uh, if you're listening and you say, hey, uh, I see that house that I want to fix up in my neighborhood or be, be support, or hey, I want to fix up my own home. I mean, one of the things that we've probably all learned while we've been sheltering in place are all the imperfections with our with our existing homes or properties that we have. Of. And that's where Habitat's Restore comes into play. So if, you, if you're not aware of Habitat's Restores, um, there are retail operations that are essentially places where you can buy new or gently used home goods, construction products, um, home office uh, supplies, all at a fraction of the cost. And um, those are great places where you can actually go and buy – uh, materials to do any of your own DIY projects.
1: Okay, and when we get back from our last commercial break, I want to get more into that about the ReStore. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio. Thank you. I'm proud of the house we built. It's stronger than stick,
0: stones and steel. It's not a big well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio.
1: I'm this is Don Scordino, your host, and on the line we have Matthew Grundy executive officer with Habitat for Humanity. And thank you, Matthew, for sharing all that you have so far. In, in the last segment, we were starting to get into the ReStore. Um, that's a physical store where you can give and buy, right? That's right. That's right. Thanks, Don. What, yeah, where's it at? You guys, uh, yeah, so we have three locations.
0: Uh, you can Google them, uh, but we have one on the corner of uh, Shaw and Clovis Avenue, right behind the Lowe's there in the city of Clovis, we have a second uh, on the corner of Shaw and Brawley uh, in the city of Fresno near the 99. And then we have one, uh, their newest location just opened in the city of Madera um, east of the 99 on Yosemite Avenue. And so you can Google all three. Um, but these stores, I mean, it's, it's, it's frankly a, a treasure, a gem in the community if you haven't visited. It's a place where you can buy, as I mentioned, new or gently used home goods, construction items, office supplies, hardware, uh, things that the state and local government have considered um, essential at this time. And so we're still open for business. And as Don mentioned, it's also a place where you can donate. Um, you can drop off uh, your old items. Um, we'll actually come pick them up. Um, you can visit our website and request a pickup. Um, we'll come pick them up. It's all in an effort to keep things out of local landfills. Um, but to also, uh, with the resale of every item, those proceeds help us build safe, decent, and affordable homes right here in our valley. So that's the purpose of the
1: store. So what kind of things can you bring there? And I've got some ideas because our garage is full.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. You can bring, uh, you can drop off or you can buy almost anything you can imagine related to the home. So appliances, lighting, flooring. Um, uh any sort of thing you can imagine in in the home uh, roofing electrical uh hardware uh tools um uh furniture um, you can find it's a treasure hunt and i'll tell you when you go to the store and and the stores are very safe um, we honor all local and and federal and state uh, uh social distancing requirements um, and it's a very safe environment to shop but it's a great place to uh, treasure hunt and find that item that you desired for a fraction of the, of the price.
1: Mm-hmm. I've been I've been in the store there at uh, Clovis in in Shaw, and I've mm-hmm. given and bought. And you're, I, I was amazed at the s- selection you have. I, it, yeah. it is almost well. Oh, this would have been an insult. I was going to say it was almost like being at a real store, but it is a real store. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. No, it is very much here think of it as a Lowe's thrift store, and and that's what I find a lot of shoppers when they stop by say, hey, before I go to Lowe's, I always stop by here just to make sure I can't find it uh, for less price. But you'd, you'd be surprised. I mean, we've we've met folks. I've met folks that said, you know, oh man, I bought a brand new uh, sofa there, brand new table there at. I couldn't believe the price of freestanding tub. I, I know I just saw this week uh, a local store donated a bunch of freestanding, beautiful tubs. Um, we have, uh, if you're a property owner or manager, um, oftentimes we've had folks say, well, um, we would love to donate this stuff, and we don't want to deal with the hassle, so they'll contact us. We'll come pick up beautiful oak furniture, cherry wood furniture, um, stuff that's right there for sale. At, at way less than where you could find it anywhere else so um any anywho, it's a great place to shop or donate if you're if you're looking to to make that happen
1: you're going to like this story so uh recently um I, I my repairman went out and he had an uh he was going to put a new stove in and in place of an old one and i said um are you gonna have to go to the dump to get rid of that thing or you know how are you going to get rid of it he goes, oh, I always bring this stuff to the restore. He goes, they do great work over there. He goes, in fact, he said you sh- you shouldn't buy that new stove. You should get a re- restored one from the restore. So he was all about <laughs> you guys. He was, um, he he sold me on it.
0: Absolutely, and we find lots of property managers or folks that are you know managing their properties say, hey, I'll make sure I'll stop it. We get a lot of contractors to come by, um, and again. Right now, especially if you're sheltering in place and still working on your home office, oh, come come stop by the Restore. You, you won't believe what you'll find. You, you may not want to leave home after you, you bring some of the items from there.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, th- um, this is really good information. And then I really like your home preservation program where you're helping people with critical repairs. Um, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad to know that you guys are still building homes and helping people get into them. So... Thank you for what you do for our community.
0: I'll say thank you, Doug. By God's grace and through all the hands of folks in this community coming together. So we appreciate each one of you that are out there listening today.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I hope our listeners remember Habitat for Humanity. Uh, They're doing good things for us. And I heard a good one. Uh, Our community, what community really means is come in unity. And, um, uh, yeah, ha- Habitat for good. Humanity is part of that where where you're encouraging people to come in unity.
0: Uh, so, well, and thank you. It's mutual. Thank you for all of you who are out there who are realtors and for those who are in the market right now for a home. Whether you're looking for an affordable home with someone like Habitat or just on the market in general. I, I love what Winston Churchill said, you know, never waste a good crisis. And, you know, I think in times like this, there are opportunities. And so, you know, I, I think, uh, you, you know, there, there are hidden gems and silver linings and everything. And please be on the lookout for those.
1: Okay. Well, thank you very much, Matthew Grundy of Habitat for Humanity. And thank you to, to our listeners for tuning in. We'll be back next week as we take a road trip around the United States and find out how other communities are dealing with this pandemic. Thank you.